Hey there, it's Deanne Gilbert. I've been in corporate diversity for over 15 years. And considering what's been going on in our world in many cities and states, there's an awakening going on around systemic racism, equality, and inclusion. I believe it's time to have a courageous conversation. And I think you can handle it. Join me and my co-host, Edward Simon, at the Diversity Intersection. We will certainly provide you some direction. See you there. Welcome. I know, right? Our second yes, season. Yes, yes. We're happy to be here. And this is definitely a podcast that's going to be remembered by many, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> we have one of our colleagues, one of our friends. Uh, we consider him family. We so. consider him family. Yeah, and he is in the diversity space as we are and has been in quite for some for quite some time. Absolutely. And um, he's going to share some good tips right. for suppliers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, feel like, it feels like with my having to introduce him, I already know all of this stuff we about do. him. But we'll highlight a few things. Welcome, Vaughn. Thank you very much for being here today. Um, so Vaughn M. Williams III currently serves as the Principal Supplier Diversity Advisor for SoCal Gas Company. In this capacity, he is responsible for ensuring the advancement, advancement, advancement. of small, minority, and underrepresented businesses. Vaughn has a wealth of education. I'll just highlight he has a master's degree in organizational management from the University of Phoenix and a bachelor's degree in public administration. He has a certificate in public speaking. He currently serves on, I don't know how he does this with his day so job. So many and boards. Well, so many boards. Yes. Um, so he serves uh, currently serves as board of directors for Impact Media, uh, home at last. It's at CDC. He's the board chair there. Uh, he also is a member of the South Los Angeles Regional Center's Friends of Sclark. Uh, I serve with them on the Los Angeles Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce Board. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure there's many others more that busy, we miss. Man. Exactly. He's very busy. 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 He like, truly cares about the community. Absolutely. So welcome, Vaughn. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to jump right in. This is part of our supplier diversity series. Uh, and we have several questions we want to ask this expert here and get some advice uh, from Vaughn. So the first question is, Vaughn, in your opinion, why is supplier diversity more important now than ever before, would you say? Well, that's a good question, Ed, and I'm happy you asked it because I've been um, trying to preach this message for the last year, to say the least, especially in the light of all of the racial injustices that occurred within our society. I think supplier diversity helps to fight structural racism. And by structural racism, I mean that within corporate America, there's this silent racism that exists, that if you're a minority, you're not qualified, or if you're a minority, you're overpriced, or if you're a minority, you don't have the infrastructure to do business with the corporation. I think supplier diversity demystifies all of those things and says to corporate America, yes, they can, and yes, they will. Absolutely. You will absolutely include them on opportunities. You will absolutely include them on training. You will absolutely provide them with equity. You will absolutely allow them the opportunity to be included just as you would a non-diverse supplier, yes. simply because it's the right thing to do. And I think right now is the best time ever because the limelight is on society and corporate America right now to do the right thing. Absolutely. And so supplier diversity 
just makes common sense. It makes common sense for the greater good, for the economic vitality of communities, especially disadvantaged communities who, without supplier diversity, probably would not even have a fighting chance exactly. at getting their foot in the door. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. So I, I think when you look at those things and you look at the fact that for many years, diverse and minority suppliers have been dealt a raw deal. Yes. It's just time. <laughs> and no matter how you try to sugarcoat it or, or not embrace it, at the end of the day, it has to be embraced because it's prevalent and it's in our face. Right. And it, it's time. Like it you is. said, it is time. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, the the reality is it's smart business. Mm -hmm to include diverse Absolutely. suppliers because mm -hmm. they reflect the community right. that these companies are serving. Right. So it is just right. smart business. Right. Not only the and community. they're nimble and they're flexible and, right. and they're innovative. Right, exactly. Yes. And not yes. only that, but we're consumers too of, pro of the products that we yes. are. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you know, so we talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, there's not a week that we don't go by talking about supplier diversity, diversity, equity, inclusion, all that around that. But there, what is the one thing that you believe is key in this time to being a supplier to corporations? Don, there are so many things I know. that I could say. I, I mean, I could talk about the nimbleness, the flexibility. Yes. I could talk about the creativity. I could talk about the patience. I could talk about a numerous factors that are key at this time. But mm -hmm. I think the one thing that really drives home for me right. is patience. Oh, I was going to say patience. You're right. Patience. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think that, you know, as with any business deal, regardless of what space you're in, mm -hmm. it's not a microwave solution and it doesn't happen overnight. And I think that for suppliers to even have the notion that they're going to get it, it's not love at first sight, first of all. Let's be clear. Yeah, I would be correct. It, it, it's it's ha fostering it a happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. Every yeah. once in a yeah, while. in a blue but moon. For the most part, it's fostering a relationship. One, because they already don't trust you. And so you have to be patient enough to understand that the relationship has to be built. You have to have the patience to understand that the opportunity may not exist today. It may be two years before that opportunity comes. But when it comes... It's going to be a real good opportunity. So I think the key to anything right now in the diversity space is absolute patience. Absolutely. And I would tell you, as business owners ourselves, we yes, certainly understand we do. the patience and the relationship part. We do. I agree. And, you know, I, um, I, I, always, I hate to always go back to my roots, but my roots are very spiritual. And my grandmother used to um, take us to a ministry, and the minister would always close out by saying, it may not come when you want it, Hello. but it will always be right on time. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> you got that right. Yes. You got that right, Vaughn. So, Vaughn, how has supplier development changed during the pandemic, would you say? How has that supplier development Ooh, changed? Yeah. It shifted. Yes. <laughs> you know, and Ed, you know this personally just from our experience, we've right. had to shift in several areas. For one, Supplier diversity as we knew it was always face-to-face -face encounter. It was. It was always networking. It was traveling. It was matchmaking. It was face-to-face -face with suppliers. It was uh, in your face getting to know people. It was training in person. It was dialogue in person. Mm -hmm. It was 
sealing the deal in person. Right. That's gone. Yep. And so when you look at supplier diversity 2.0 is what I like to call it. Mm. It's a mixture of digital age, world-class innovation and technology. It's shifting from going into a classroom to creating a classroom virtually. Right. The advantages of it are is that people can attend. People don't have to come out of their comfort zone. They don't have to travel. They don't have to expose themselves. They don't have to spend a lot of money. The downside to it is I'm used to looking at you in the eye. Right. I want to feel you, touch right. you. Exactly. Yes. So that's what's changed the most. Mm-hmm. I think what's also changed a lot in this era is the fact that supplier diversity or the diverse space has a far greater exposure now. Yes. Primarily because people, at least in my world, in the corporate world that I live in, for many years, while we were successful at achieving our numbers and whatnot, people didn't really place a strong focus on the quality and the potential that a diverse supplier brings. That's mm-hmm. right. They, they didn't look at the impact mm-hmm. of not having a diverse supplier. Mm-hmm. And I could give you examples whereby we, we, we basically, we took our suppliers for granted in the fact that they were diverse. And we said, oh, well, you know, we may not need them because, you know, we're in a pandemic. Not realizing that the prime really wasn't doing anything. They exactly. were relying solely on that diverse That's supplier right. to exactly. make them shine. And exactly. so when you take that supplier out the equation, mm-hmm. you just have a bad situation. And so this pandemic has really shown us that you not only need us, you got to have us Absolutely. in the mix in order to thrive. Right. Right. There's no thriving without a diverse supplier. Hello. It's just, exactly. it's real. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, as I think about it, there's been such a big focus around diversity, equity, inclusion over the last 18 months, right? And when people yeah. talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, they're thinking about, like, the HR element around it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is supplier diversity is the practical use of all of that. Mm-hmm. We are bringing in diverse suppliers mm-hmm. who impact the business and sometimes change the culture within an organization, right? right? right. I mean, yeah, it changes absolutely. the culture in an organization. Right. Now, you've been a supplier diversity leader for a while. Uh, you know, we won't say that you've been in it doing it since... Since high school. High school, we'll right? Since birth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Since birth. Okay, since birth. <laughs> Can you share an unexpected success that you've had with one of your diverse suppliers that you mentored? Because I know you mentor quite a few suppliers. It's not just that you introduce suppliers to the business. You mentor suppliers so Absolutely. that they can be their best in class. And does a fantastic job at You it. do. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And I absolutely can share one. You know, as I think about that question, I think about suppliers that I met five, six years ago mm-hmm. who went through all of my technical assistance training, met with me, had coffee with me, cried on my shoulder because the opportunities weren't coming and they were ready to give up. And literally, I had to instill in them that small voice that said, be still and know that it's coming. (laughs) You don't have to worry about not surviving in this industry because no one's going to let you fall. And then I thought about the fact that I had to stand on that word and really fight and advocate for suppliers to get to where they needed to be. And when I think about all that context, I'm reminded of a supplier, Elite Auto Network. (laughs) They came to me... Oh, gosh, seven, eight years ago Mm -hmm. and basically said, you know, we've been trying for the last three years to get to meet you 
And we met several roadblocks. I said, well, here I am, and I'm happy to meet you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and the relationship grew from that. But what was important to me was not just building a relationship, but putting my money where my mouth was and showing them that they could, in fact, get an opportunity. And mm-hmm. not a $10,000 opportunity either. Right. Because that would have been a waste of all my years of training. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, there was an opportunity for them to do an RFP. They participated in the RFP and they didn't win. So both of our hearts were crushed. I bet. But we only to find out whether they didn't win because a procurement agent failed to score them equally to a, a non-diverse supplier. Hmm. And so out wow. of the win one day, we took it as a loss. Don't right. get me wrong. We said, we're not going to fight this. We're going to choose our battles mm-hmm. because we know that greater is coming. Hello. And so we fought hard and met with every business unit that we could inside and outside of the company. And then one day a light bulb came on. I said, you know, we might not be able to compete in the major fleet area, but what about all of these capital projects that can't purchase their vehicles from the fleet department because it's not ratepayer money? Right. Smart. So we, we took that and we put together, I worked with them for three days putting together a proposal, a pitch, as well as a value-add statement. Mm -hmm. And we went and met with the fleet manager, and we said, look, we understand that that business over there is not within our wheelhouse. That's based on the fact that you have to go through five years of approval before you can even get one vehicle on the road. Mm -hmm. But we also know that based on our research with the CTUC, that capital projects exist. So here's what we're proposing. Those vehicles that you need for capital projects, stop renting them from the enterprises and the agencies of the world that right. don't offer you a dime in supplier diversity spend. Mm-hmm. Right. We, do, we went to them and we said, Elite does the same thing. You keep classifying them as an auto broker, right. but they are a dealer. Right. They actually provide the same services plus because they have a maintenance program. Mm-hmm. They have a, a transportation or transporting program and they have a vehicle cleaning service. So they actually do more than your rental car service. Right. And you're going to get a better deal because you're going to get a three to five year pricing right. for whatever vehicle you need. And right. then they're going to negotiate to the lowest dollar. Right. right. The manager said, nah, I don't buy it. I said, let us prove it to you. Mm-hmm. They got a deal for 10 vehicles. And then within three weeks, the man's calling me. He goes, I need you to get in touch with Elite. I said, for what? You don't trust them. <laughs> he says, oh, my goodness. Everyone's so pleased with the quality of See? vehicles that they put on the ground. See? I said, awesome. really? You don't say. Right. Well, I, I, I'm just pleased to say that. I was able to not eat crow right? because they now are providing about 175 vehicles wow, to our company. Wow, wow. That's a great story. So, that's awesome. That is great. You know, and I, I just share all that because I go back to that mantra. It may not come when you want it, mm-hmm. but it's coming. That's yes. right. And literally that letdown, I think for me personally, that letdown and understanding the inside details of what really transpired, Mm -hmm. it forced me to fight even harder for a supplier. And I think that's the passion that we as diversity professionals have. We go above and beyond because we already know that they're being dealt a raw hand. Right. 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 And so we have to make sure that whatever we do, it's intentional one. Mm -hmm. And secondly, 
that we act as though we're in the fight for our own lives exactly. when we're out advocating. Exactly. And that's when we succeed. And that's a good example, Vaughn, of how bringing diversity of thought and approach yes. makes a difference. It does. Right? Mm-hmm. It really Absolutely. does. Absolutely. It totally does. The interesting thing about that is because elite succeed, succeeded in that space, they now open the door to other diverse suppliers to get the opportunity. Absolutely. Because if Absolutely. you had failed, then you know the door is shut for years. That's right. Locked. Not locked. Just shut, locked. <laughs> like you said locked. Bolted <laughs> and everything Bolted, else. Bolted, exactly. locked, and whatever. Absolutely. But, yeah, no return calls. I, I, I'm not entertaining you. <laughs> you. You guys don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Right. We've heard it before. Right. And, and the Cleanup Act is not easy. And so that's why we have to have our A-game in place before we even go out there. Absolutely. 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 Great success story. So, you know, the next question would be, uh, Vaughn, in your opinion, what are some of the don'ts for suppliers hoping to work uh, with supplier diversity leaders and gain entry into corporations? What are some of the Vaughn's? No, 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 no. You don't want to ever do these things. And we know else, you have some. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I have a list of them, but I know we're on a time slide. Right. Here, so I'll right. just say the first one is don't ever assume that just because you saw me in traffic that I'm going to get you a contract. Right, right. Don't assume that because you use my name somewhere that it's going to get you an entryway because it might be someone that doesn't like you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't absolutely. Ass- you know, don't assume that because you have a capability statement that it's the ticket to a contract. Don't assume that you don't have to follow up. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that you don't have to be creative, innovative, and nimble. Yes. And, and don't assume that you don't have to interact and network. It's not a, a one-hit wonder situation. You have to be boots on the ground, and you have to really interact. That's and right. if you know that a diversity officer is going to be somewhere, you need to be there. Yes. If you know that a contract agent is going to show up at a conference, you need to show up because mm-hmm. out of sight is out of mind. And I think a lot of times suppliers think, oh, yeah, I met them. I don't have to do anything else. And I venture to say you have to do a whole lot more yes. because, as I said before, it could be a three to five year process. And That's so right. if happens. you just assume that you met me four years ago and all of a sudden I'm supposed to get you a contract, I tell suppliers all the time, I won't remember you. And I remember a lot of people just because of the person that I am. But if I just meet you on a whim in Philadelphia at a conference, and I have to fly back to California and do my day job, and I never hear from you again, unless we had our darn good date, I probably won't remember you. I mean, how many times do we get on a plane and we see suppliers? How many times are we sitting in a restaurant and someone yeah. comes up to us and says, remember, can you just tell me um, what the status of my, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me? You right. know, exactly. we run into people consistently mm-hmm. who All the time. just believe. And the worst thing I think that people could say is, so I know you need to get your diversity numbers up. I can help you yeah. with that. Right. Okay, but yeah. what do you do? Right. What do you do? Right. <laughs> right. And I was going to say, that's one of my biggest no-nos with suppliers. Yes. Don't ever come to me and say, my name is Jack, and I'm a certified diverse supplier. I know that. You're already, I already know you're certified. You're here. Right. 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 <laughs> so exactly. don't tell me that. Right. Leave with, 
my name is, and I provide X, Y, and Z, and I've looked at your company's annual report, and based on the services that you're going to be providing over the next three years, I believe that my product or my service offering can be beneficial to you and can save you time and money. Hello. Come at me with that. Exactly. Don't come exactly. at me with, well, do you have a contract for me? Don't ever do that. Right. Because no. the moment you do that, I shut down. Because right. Now you've really said to me, I owe you something. That's and exactly right. Vaughn. I don't owe you. Absolutely. I owe you an opportunity to develop, learn, and thrive. Absolutely. That's all I owe you. Absolutely. The rest is on you. Absolutely. Right, right. One of my uh, don'ts is don't approach me and ask me what it is that X company does. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, oh, I mean, when I hear research. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know? I, I almost feel like, oh, I feel nauseous when you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's absolutely true because to me, if you come at me with that, that means one, you really don't know who I work for. Exactly. One. Right. Absolutely. Right. I, I mean, you could be offering a product that has nothing to do with my industry, but if you, and if you've not researched my industry, yes, then you shouldn't, you should not approach me. Totally. Exactly. Agree. Totally exactly. Agree. Totally I mean, and it is important to come to the table with your certification, with your capability statement, with your level of professionalism. And I would say, Ed, how do you like to be communicated to? Right. Do you like emails? Mm -hmm. right. Do you like calls? Right. What would you prefer? Exactly. You know, one right. gentleman said something to me. He's like, I call your office and you're never there. No, I'm out <laughs> I'm at <here>. events. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. so it's there's so many don'ts. And, and I think com sense is not common, right, Vaughn? It's mm. not so common and it's not so frequent. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so do you... Do you really believe, and I believe this, so, but I'm going to ask you the question. Do you believe that um, the momentum around supplier diversity engagement is here for some time? Or do you think it's just a fad? I don't know. I don't think it's a fad. Yeah. I think that corporations are on alert that we're here to stay. Hello. And in some cases, they're running scared because they realize that they don't have their ducks in order. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they're relying on us to save their image, for one. Mm -hmm. yes. Number two, I think they're relying on us to continue the quality of their brand. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be viewed as the corporation that does not care. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be viewed as the corporation that's not inclusive or acceptant or believes in equity. And so they're relying on people like us to fight, not only fight the good fight, but to remain relevant for mm -hmm. years to come. Mm -hmm. I actually, um, I told our CEO one day recently on a conference call, I said, you know, I think I'm just going to call it quit. He says, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, well, I think I can do something different now. I've made my impact. He says, you've made an impact, but we need you. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you know, that's the first time anyone said that they need me in a long time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So one, that, that kind of feels good. Yes. But I also told him, I said, you're telling me that you need me because, he said to me, because we have a goal and a mission to elevate supplier diversity far greater than it's ever been before. Mm -hmm. And we simply that's don't wonderful. know how to do it without people like you. So wow, I felt good. Man. That's Absolutely. wonderful. That's Absolutely. wonderful. And you've done a lot in this space, a lot, a lot of hard you work. You have. The Absolutely. fact that he articulated that to you, mm -hmm. that says a lot because Absolutely. most of corporations do need that mm -hmm. and they don't say that to their 
they supply don't diversity say it. leaders. Yeah. yeah, not only that, but it yeah. starts with leadership too. It does right? start to with have leadership. a leader of a company your size go on and say that to you. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah, and it, it huge. felt good. Yep, and it even felt greater because I, um, myself, and my manager, we had an opportunity three weeks ago to go on to a um, diversity moment at the senior management team's meeting, which they have every two weeks. At first, I wasn't going to do it because it was on a Monday morning. I said, mm-mm, no. <laughs> and then I thought about it. <laughs> I said, you, you probably should do this. Well, I'm glad I did because yes. in that room, I didn't even realize that our CEO was in the room. Wow. And so as I'm going through the statistics and the need and the impact and why supplier diversity has to be elevated, mm-hmm. he waited until I was finished, and then he chimed in and challenged every VP in that room to take supplier diversity to a higher level. And he even told them, he says, I don't care if it's a window washer. Before you look at a prime, you need to look at a diverse supplier because they matter and they bring economic dollars to the community. Wow, I love that. I love it. So I think we're in a good place for at at the right time for the right reason, but we're in a good place for a long haul. I really do. I, I believe that as well. I do too. And, and, you know, there are so many, we have so many activities coming up, Vaughn. I just want to give you a few minutes, if you'd like, to share a couple of events that you know that are going to be coming up, that you're going to be taking the lead on, where suppliers can reach out to you. Sure. So on November 3rd, I'm hosting what is called Meet the Prime 2.0. Meet the Prime 2.0 is an opportunity to not only meet a prime supplier, but it's an opportunity to socialize your uh, a supplier diversity issue with a, a procurement person. It's also an opportunity to meet leadership within the company, but it's also an opportunity to meet other organizations. The reason I'm calling it 2.0 is because, Don, as you know, yes. Meet the Prime by itself is quite boring. It right. is. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's listen to somebody, come sit in front of somebody right. and say, this is what I do. Right. Well, I've kind of scratched that model and I've created since we're virtual, I've talked to a couple of virtual platforms, and what we're doing is roundtable pop-in. So the prime suppliers will have a table that they'll sit at mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of the day, and diverse suppliers will have the ability to pop in and out as they deem necessary to talk about what they do and cultivate relationships. Also, I'm inviting community-based organizations to this event because nice. one of the things that I've learned is that Suppliers don't realize that the resources are out there. They're out there via the community-based organization. Absolutely. That's going to be my premier closeout for the year. Of course, I'm working with like the um, Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Chamber to create diversity and inclusion fairs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Also working to create networking events. But I think the most valuable one at this late juncture of the year Mm -hmm. is my Meet the Prime 2.0. It's there that they can learn about my technical assistance. They can learn about how to get more involved in programming. Mm -hmm. And I say that because as a supplier, you may not get a contract right away. Mm -hmm. I may not trust you enough to give you a contract (laughs) right away. Right. It takes time to build relationships. (laughs) It takes real genuine quality time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm offering this myriad of programs for suppliers. In fact, Don, you know, we're working with the Greater Los Angeles African American Chamber of Commerce to Mm -hmm. put on doing business with. And Mm -hmm. in that, I think suppliers should really take advantage of it. 
because it's going to teach them the fundamentals right. and the CCUC and the clearinghouse will be there. Mm-hmm. So yes. that makes it even t- more tangible Absolutely. because you'll know what you're doing wrong and what you're not. Exactly. Right. And I think that it's a, it's a good because individuals and entrepreneurs that are looking for opportunities, they can easily pull up on the CPUC site and the clearinghouse site, a list of any events that are coming up. That's right. So they can, right. they can pull that. So if anybody's interested in attending anything that you just mentioned, Vaughn, they can go to the CPUC site, the supplier right. clearinghouse, right. and get information on that. And then also Absolutely. visit the various utilities websites as well. They put them there and yes. on their social media. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It, and, you know, even above and beyond that, I'm happy for someone to send me an email. And if I can give my email address, I, I'm more than happy to. Yes, please, Vaughn. Be our guest. Yes. Okay, it's V as in Victor Williams, one word, at SoCalGas.com. That's V Williams at SoCalGas.com. And I say that because sometimes I create events at the spare of the moment. Right. Yes. I, I identify based on a need that I've experienced within the company. Mm-hmm. Right. And I put together a program. And I offer those resources for free to any supplier that calls me. Right. And that includes upwards to going to UCLA. I, I have dollars that I spend every year. And some years I can't get a supplier. So I have to go out and recruit a supplier. Right. Exactly. So feel free to reach out to me. I, I encourage you. Right. Vaughn, thank you so much for being here it's today. My pleasure. It's just absolutely a pleasure to talk with you for sure. Thank it you. was. We, you know, absolutely. We, re- we appreciate you sharing with us your insight, your opinions and understandings. Supplier diversity is not an easy space. You must it's be not. you must be passionate about it to absolutely. be successful. And Vaughn is passionate. Beyond passionate. Beyond passionate. So that's our time. Thank you so much again, Vaughn. Thank you. See you next time at the intersection of diversity and inclusion. 